0: Welcome back to the Don't Stop Me Now podcast. I am your HIV positive host, Miss Jennifer Levon here, and I am so happy to share this interview with you this week. If you didn't catch it on my YouTube channel, and by the way, if you want to see the video version of this, it is on my YouTube channel with Miss Idea Broadbent. You will see photos that correspond with what we're talking about. So It's kind of cool to see the YouTube version because it will have all the visuals there for your eyeballs. But if you're busy and you're driving or cleaning or whatever you may be doing in your daily life, and you prefer to listen to a podcast, then here it is for you. Hydea is an amazing advocate. She was born with HIV. She was born in 1984, right when they started to realize that this was even an issue. It was probably right at the time where they called it GRID, which stood for gay related, infectious disease i believe um so she was born at that time and it's really a miracle that she's here she has literally dedicated her life to hiv advocacy and we've been friends on instagram for a few years now and it's just really nice to be able to talk to her and ask her all the questions i had with regards to you know her life and her advocacy and how she's doing today so so if you haven't caught her on youtube yet on my youtube channel please give today a listen I bring you Miss Hydea Broadbent.
1: Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Jesus, you look gorgeous. Thank you for having me. Oh,
0: thanks for doing this. Damn, you don't even have a filter. You look so nice. <laughs> I'm going to sit back further. <laughs> I'm
1: How are good. you doing this
0: morning? I'm good. Yeah. Well, okay, where are you right now? Are you
1: in Los Angeles now? i'm in las vegas
0: you're still in vegas okay i thought you moved to los angeles for some reason
1: i was supposed to move when we did the podcast but everything's delayed so i'm stuck in vegas right now
0: okay i want to get to that obviously i want to know all about the podcast for sure I definitely am someone who knew of you back in the day like I for sure knew you from um, the Mariah Carey video but I saw you on Oprah too like I definitely that I was an Oprah watcher I never missed an episode of Oprah so um I do I did know of you like when I came into this whole world of HIV and I saw you I was like I remember her oh my god so of course I want to know how all of that happened anyways because I really don't know the story how you got involved and all of that but to start off, you were born with HIV. So that was that's right. the beginning of all of this. You were born with it. So your mother had it, obviously, right? Yes, correct. Born with it. How old are you, by the way? I'm
1: 37. So you were born in
0: uh, what year were you born? 84. 84. Okay. Oh, so you were born at the very beginning of when people were finding out about HIV. So right. it's kind of amazing that you're here because there was no treatment. You know, so so you're born, and do they even know that you have HIV right away?
1: No, when I was um, so I was born HIV positive. My birth mother um, she did IV drug using at the time, and she was a prostitute. And they took me away. There's controversy if she left me or took me away, but I heard that I was taken away, and my adopt my birth mother said I was um, taken away. But I don't know what the correct story is. But basically, um, they took me away. I was born HIV positive, but they didn't know at the time. Mm -hmm. So they placed me in a foster parents, um, my foster parents' house. And they ended up adopting me. And then when I was at three years old, they called my adoptive parents up and asked them to get me tested. And they did. And I was infected. And so they had to test the whole family And when the test came back that I was the only one infected, my mom was like, well, the doctors don't know what they're talking about. We're not changing anything because I used to bathe in the water with my um, my niece. And of course, you're three years old. What do you do in the bathtub? You pee. So there's times where I would pee in the tub and they didn't know and. Everyone was HIV negative and my mom was like, okay, I have to do more research. I have to go to more conferences. I have to see what's going on. So that's what we did.
0: Because they didn't know back then that it couldn't be transferred that way. So they they assumed that you didn't <laughs> right. have it. They didn't believe it because they thought, well, if you're in the bathtub peeing in there, everyone else would have had it too.
1: But right. And I used to like give slobbery kisses, like, you know, when kids give I'm like yeah. three years old, well, so I'm giving a kiss. So my drew the all down people's face and they didn't know they treated me like a normal baby so totally
0: and we did you have um so they wanted to have you tested was that because that you were sick
1: no um so um january 1st a baby was born on new year's day and the mom came back the mom they tested the mom and the baby because they knew she had been in there having babies and whatnot they knew she was an iv drug user So they tested her and the test came back positive and they tested the baby. The baby came back positive. And that's when the state of Nevada called my adoptive parents up and said, hey, we need you to get tested.
0: So she tried to go to conferences and find out more. And then did she finally obviously had to believe that it was true?
1: Yeah, she knew that the virus was true. She never doubted um, because at that time we didn't have HIV. It was only AIDS at that time. And so when she found out that I was Positive. She went to a conference and she found out about NIH, the National Institute of Health, mm-hmm. and so that's um, that's where um, what's his name, Anthony Farabi, is that his name? He was my doctor at one point in time, and so like it's cool that I see him watching the news talking about um, COVID, but he treated a lot of the HIV epidemics at the NIH. What? Well- Fauci
0: or somebody else? Yeah, Fauci. He was your doctor?
1: Yes, he was. Do you remember? Um, I remember seeing him. He was like, he's kind of shy to be around, but I think I would just go around and mess with him and say hi. And <laughs> But he was another doctor with Dr. Pizzo. So they would all, um, whenever I got a bad um, disease or infection, because I had all these um, diseases and infections, and they you didn't know about AIDS. it. So, did you have? Yeah, AIDS yeah. AIDS AIDS? I have okay. opportunist infections back then and all that. So, they would go in, um, they the doctors would come down to look at me and be like, We don't understand how she's walking around with three T cells. And so, they would be like, They would just come in the room and just diagnose me, and I'd be hooked up to IVs and stuff. So, do you
0: it remember
1: being storm. feeling really sick at that time? No, I um I know I feel better than what I used to feel better because you know, um I suffer from fatigue a lot. Um, so I I suffer from depression a lot. But I remember just when the medicine started working, we took all the medicine. I remember I don't want to take these pills anymore. I don't want to do this. Um, take this pill anymore, and um, that's why I stopped going to NIH because I was just tired of their protocol.
0: Okay, and when you so you were about how old at that time when you were going there and you had three T cells? How old were you then? Oh, four. Oh my God! And you were able to take a damn pill when you were four? Yeah, and
1: then you Present. see all these um scars I have. These are all the Hickmans and Porter caps I used to have. Some of the medicines were too harsh for me to swallow so they would give me an iv pill
0: or oh, an iv God. medication so you had like a like a pic line yeah was- i had a pic line a
1: quarter calf a oh hickman whatever you want to call it
0: oh my gosh okay so what were your opportunistic infections which ones did you
1: have? Um, I know I had a brain. Now don't give me. I don't know the names and words, but I know I had a brain infection. I had a blood infection. It took forever to clear up.
0: Wow. Um
1: And a lot of times I had sinus. I have really bad sinuses, so I would get opportunists. Um, I would get different sinus infections that uh-huh. they would have to clean up and they would have to treat. Um, so I don't remember exactly what the names are called, but I just remember it was a, um. I just had opportunistic infection.
0: Did your mom learn through going to NIH that um, they didn't need to worry about being around you, that you weren't going to give it to anybody? Did she learn that?
1: I think she learned that the first couple years um, they didn't like. I don't remember them using gloves when they changed my pad. Well, when they changed my pads, of course, my Hickman. But, like, if I got a cut or something, they were like, oh, let's go, like, wipe it off in the faucet. Like, you'll be okay. Uh So they didn't, they weren't over, they didn't overextend themselves to, like, make sure I was safe and they weren't, that everything was okay.
0: Right. I'm assuming that they did not think that you would survive. No, no.
1: That's why I, because, okay, so I was diagnosed at three years old. The doctor said I wouldn't live past five. And I think that's why my birthdays are so extravagant. We always do big things because every year it was a blessing to see another year. And it was a birthday they said that I, that I couldn't have. Wow.
0: So, oh, my God. Hi, Dia! did you know that that was actually the case? Are, were you
1: aware of that? I it was instances growing up um because you friends pass away or whatnot and they were presumed that I was gonna die it wasn't presumed that I was gonna live so every year is like oh she made it another year my schooling wasn't on tact I didn't receive proper schooling um because they were trying to keep me alive and then when I graduated high school I was like okay like what do I do I couldn't join the military um so it was crazy oh my god okay so
0: this just went on for all through high school just every single year because by the time you were in high school that had to be like what 2000 around there
1: I graduated in 2004 so I graduated a little late but that's okay okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so you were, um, I'm assuming at that point, you were taking something every single day. Like there had to be, there was that some was. treatment that was sort of working. But at,
1: at that time, um, because we knew that was you equals you before there was actually you equals you. Did so you? <laughs> I was going to ask you when you knew,
0: when did you know? Oh my God. Okay. Tell me.
1: Well, okay. Let me just finish. I think that life was they didn't expect me to live. So every day was like, and I'm a Gemini anyway. So every day was like a party. So I always have boyfriends or whatnot. Um, I um, I was sexually active. I turned sexually active at 15 because there was so much pressure. Like you can't have sex. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. And I was like, but there's a life outside of HIV AIDS. Like how do I live my life? And so it was very obvious To me, just being in that situation and having relationships, and all my boyfriends would be HIV negative, that you equals you was around before we had all the data. So I'm just happy that we have you equals you. Um, I'm excited about it. And I don't know, I just, I figured when I was like 20 about you equals you. Did the guys know you're on your medicine? And I think they, all my boyfriends are fine. So they like knew
0: you were HIV positive. Did you, and you were like, how did you know? Like, I would assume, cause I know like Brenda Emily who was also born with it. I think she's about 25 now. She said that she always was fearful of her body. She was scared of giving this to somebody. So she didn't have that information for some reason. And so she would keep people away from her because she was so afraid that she would transmit it sexually. But you. Oh did, no, you I knew-
1: want all the boys. I want <laughs> all the boys. <laughs> Bring me <laughs> the boys. Oh. <laughs> I think think that just being precautious like um I don't know if there's too much information but I don't personally like to be eating out that's just not my thing so I think that gave a little bit of precaution I know you can't get it from eating out I know you can't but that gave a little precaution for the boys because they was like okay we don't have to perform that and you know I just I did everything I can do. I don't know. Wait, oh
0: so like going down on you they were like they knew that that was fine.
1: Yeah. Okay. No, I didn't like to I didn't like for them to go down on me. Got it. So I was okay. being out. So Oh, I got it. I was okay. them uh, extra precaution like okay we don't have to do that but you know nowadays you can be eating out there's not a problem
0: there's no no female to female transmission so like what what do women do i mean obviously but yeah but yeah, that's not everybody's cup of tea. Not every girl likes that. So, I mean, yeah, it all depends. It has to, it's the partner and the trust and all that. I'm not all that crazy about that either. Um, but yeah, it's not too much information because people obviously have questions for sure. So none of the guys use condoms then.
1: Um. Yeah, I, well, I'm 37 with no kids. So I did use condoms because I just didn't, I just financially, I wasn't where I wanted to be. Uh-huh. And I think that I never had a guy, um, I mean, there are guys now that ask me to be my baby daddy, but I'm just like, no, it's okay, because I'm just financially not where I wanted to be, and that's been my whole life. Um, I've been pregnant twice. Um, Okay. my, um, My boyfriend well my ex-boyfriend he just passed away he um he was hit by a car oh he God. was hit by a drunk driver but we were together for like 10 years and I thought oh we were gonna get married God. um we didn't so like I had miscarriage and stuff but like I've been pregnant before but like now it's like in my mind like I'm not ready to be pregnant so I just don't I just always, I yeah. always use condos okay,
0: gotcha, I gotcha. So they weren't gonna get it obviously through Conscode. Damn, I didn't know that, that happened to you. When when did that happen to him?
1: Um like this month, like no, like last month. I think we buried him in December. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Yes. Dang, I
0: didn't know that. So you guys had been together for 10 years?
1: Yeah, it was like we he's been in my life for 15, but okay. we were together for 10 years and then two years. Before we broke up, we were we had broken up two years and then he had passed away. Oh
0: my God. Oh my God. And so obviously he doesn't he doesn't have a he didn't have HIV. Obviously. No, he didn't have
1: HIV. And he okay. would go with me to all my conferences. He would speak about um staying safe. Cause he's like, he's like he's like um a gangbanger. Like not a gangbanger, but he's like a hood nigga. And so he would be like, he worked on cars, He he like had an auto body shop and when guys would rag on him, he was like, at least I know what my girl has. What does your girl have? And she's messing with this many dudes or this many dudes. Um, so he was, he did an interview with me. He just, so he taught me how to have a relationship and how to be open. And I just don't think I found anyone willing to like stick by me in that instance. Well, so.
0: okay. So he accepted you obviously for your HIV, but he also accepted your advocacy because that's a whole other thing, right? That's a whole nother thing. Like that's hard to
1: accept. Like,
0: yep. I don't know. That's what I'm finding. It's yeah. It's one thing to say, yeah, it's fine. I'll sleep with you. But also what comes with us is like talking about it all the time publicly and that's not so easy for everybody. So, but he was obviously
1: fine with that. Yeah, he was fine. I Dang. loved him for that.
0: Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. So have you been, um, dating? I know that you were on love. Don't judge and I was, yes, you know, to put you on I, me too. Mine's been pulled because my ex didn't want it up anymore. So he actually contacted them oh. and made them take it down. I know. I'm so, sorry, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. But, but anyways, um, to do it? What was that? Didn't he sign a contract to do it? Yeah, but it had already been a year, so he was able to contact oh, them, okay, and okay. they just said fine. They didn't even say anything to me. They just took it down, which I was like, it's fine. We're not together, but it was like, I was proud of the video. I really liked it, but it's, you know, I'm in a different time right now, and we're not together, so it's okay, but um, what did you think of that experience?
1: I thought and, uh, it was fun. Um, I wish I had given more detail what I liked, because I was just like... <laughs> I was kind of, like, whatever the place, and I didn't, I don't know. I was expecting me to find my future husband or whatever. Not my future husband for a potential boyfriend, but he just right. wasn't my cup of tea. Like, I'm well, wishing well. He's succeeding. He has, like, his podcast. He's, like, no. at the radio stadium. So, like, he's succeeding, but it just he just wasn't my... Well, tea, it was, I so say. it was a
0: blind date setup. They set you up and you were going to basically tell this blind date that you had HIV. And, um, but I, he was a white guy and I watched that and I was like, I don't, does she date white guys like that? Weren't you like, <laughs> I know. How
1: did they get that so wrong? I mean, what, I don't understand <laughs> that because someone said whatever they'll hook you. They said you have to be particular with what you say because they sometimes will have you date the opposite. And I was like, okay, but he just wasn't, I don't know how to explain that. But we said like um, someone African-American or like, I don't know. You were so
0: nice to him though. I have to say if he wasn't your type, it didn't come across at all you weren't like oh wow that was not what I was like. you didn't at all like it didn't show so you were super kind about the whole thing and um Thank it was you. really fun to watch what's what is the name of it is it just love don't judge and then it's is there more it's, to
1: it um I put I don't know on YouTube I put truly idea so it always pops mm-hmm. up for me um yeah. so it's like love don't judge I'm um, HIV positive that's yeah. how it goes yeah. But like I show that clip all the time to my like I am dating. So I show that clip to my future partners and I'll let them know like, hey, this is me. This is what I do. I'm kind of famous for it. So I have to let you know. And it's been good. I've had positive reactions, mixed reactions. I have guys that be like, I don't care. I'll still sleep with you. And then some guys are like, no, not today. Um, But they come around later on and I'll be like, Okay, whatever.
0: In general, don't you think it's for me? It's been fine. I'm just I'm curious, though, in general, it sounds like most guys are pretty accepting
1: most guys are accepting i wish that we would have the conversation more in the african-american community Mm -hmm. because what i'm noticing a lot of people are like can i get it from kissing can i get it from this and i'm Mm -hmm. just like um there's millennials seem to be lacking in it like i'm 37 but um, when I talk about my status, it seems like they're lacking the information that they need. And I just don't know how to get it out there more. I know we have um, commercials that go on because um, I have Pluto. And mm-hmm. there are commercials that come on about HIV AIDS and I was like, hey, do you have you been tested? Or do you what do you think about this disease? And so that was helpful. So I just don't understand how we get it to millennials to have them be more converse about the disease because they're
0: missing the basics. Yeah. It's like, they don't learn it in school. They don't cover it. Like my son's a freshman right now in health. And I keep waiting for the day when they're going to talk about HIV. I want to see how much they say and what his health teacher actually presents to them, because that is the only thing. Obviously, he knows about it because of me. But that's the if if I didn't have it, I want you know, I'm curious to know how much you would just learn in school, which I don't think is much at all. So. What do we rely on? We rely on the internet now and, you know, large networks, which they do show commercials now and they do say, they don't say you equals you, but they do say that you can, you effectively won't transmit the virus. So they do say that when you're on treatment, I'm noticing more and more commercials for um, ARVs. They will say that, but they don't say you equals you. I don't know if that's like a trademark or they can't or what the deal is.
1: I have no idea. I need to ask the campaign because you know I'm part of it. Like what is, Why? I don't know if it's like, because there's some doctors that will say, um that's nice in theory, talking about you equals you. So is it like the drug companies have something against it? Or is it like, like you said, the trademark, I have no idea what's going on.
0: It's weird. Like, like the doctors have some doubt.
1: Yeah, that's some true. doctors have doubt. I don't know. I, know. But I, I know. just trust that's- the scientists and that's all I can do. Um, yeah. even though sometimes I get it wrong. Cause I didn't die at five. Um, right. So,
0: yeah, I, I trust the science too. I, I went to AIDS 2018 in Amsterdam where I, we haven't met at a conference, but were you there? No, and I just, just knew, you, know, have you? No, been I
1: haven't been going to the conferences because, um, for one, I don't want to do the paperwork. <laughs> um, but two, I'm not part with an organization, so they don't bring me out. And like when I work with AHF, sometimes they would go to different conferences that uh, they would bring me out. But I'm so, ever since Corona hit and, well, well COVID hit, I've been so isolated into myself. Mm-hmm. I was already, um, what's it called? Uh, I didn't go around a lot of people, so I was antisocial. Uh, but I- it's like- But it's a form. Like I um I stay inside, but I have like an exterior personality. But I don't know what's gonna happen this next year. So yeah, they well they
0: haven't even been happening. They've been online. So I haven't been to one since 2018. That was the last one. That was um in Florida, I think. So yeah, and then the one that was supposed to happen in San Francisco, but then it changed to new, I think somewhere in Mexico. Anyways, then that didn't happen because of COVID. So, yeah, they weren't that's right. They were going to do it in San Francisco AIDS 2020, I think, but then they canceled it because people couldn't get in cuz Trump was president and there was like issues with people coming in. So, yeah, oh, yeah. that whole thing fell apart. So, there really hasn't been anything, but okay, so we going back to like when you were a kid, how did you what happened first, Mariah Carey video or Oprah? Which one was
1: first? Oprah did. Oh. Really, was it Oprah? I can't remember the time frames. I don't know. Cause I, I, I don't know. Okay. It have to be after the 1990 essence award. Cause that's when I won my award and I met her and then she included me in her video. So Oprah was 1996. That was the then, essence award. Is that what you said? Yeah. And what, what was what the award was for? for? What was the name of the award? I was advocating, just um, letting people know, helping reach uh generations because at that time i was like one of the only african-american kids really speaking out on a height like i was it was like ryan white and then me um so they were just giving my my flowers while i was alive and just How saying old were you? From, um 1999 help me i can't do <laughs> the math right now <laughs> you were born in
0: 84 so like 15 around there fourteen yeah, i
1: was yeah because that's when i yeah because so yeah you knew ryan you'd met ryan yeah i have met ryan we're friends like um his mom's on my she's my facebook friend too. I, yeah i'm friends with yeah. her on Facebook,
0: too The trip dude that trips me out well it trips me out that i'm in contact with you too because like i knew you like i saw you on oprah and i i remember or i totally remember <laughs> ryan white i kept like um from my teenage years i kept like five People magazines and one was like when U2 the group U2 was on the cover for Joshua Tree when the shuttle explosion happened um when baby Jessica found fell down the well Ryan White those were like these I kept like five magazines I've had them in like a bin forever never in a million years did I think that I'd end up with HIV and I followed that kid because I was so blown away by what he'd done and so it's uh, crazy to know that you knew him Damn, yes. oh, you must have been devastated when he passed away, my God.
1: I was sad, I was sad when he passed away, I was sad when, um, Elizabeth Glazier passed away, mm-hmm. um, yeah. those, those devs, they were, I was close to those individuals, and it's like yeah. Elizabeth Glaser, I knew that, like, during my speaking and whatnot, and I knew that she would always be a source of, chem- like, I can always help her and like, Hey, I have these questions about this conference. Should I do it? Or she helped me get on magic Johnson when I did magic Johnson on Nickelodeon. So like, she was like somewhat of a guardian angel.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. So for people who don't know, she got it through a blood transfusion, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And she um, passed it to her daughter unknowingly through birth. And then her daughter also passed away at like what, maybe eight or nine.
1: Yeah, she was young. Like yeah. I wanna
0: say eight. Okay. And then Jake, her son, was also born HIV positive again unknowingly, but he's alive and well today, right? Yes, he is. Yeah, and super, super handsome. I mean, I think he's really <laughs> hot, but um, yeah, cute boy. And um, their dad is actually a famous actor. I can't think of his name off the hand, but he was um he was on Star Starsky and Hutch, which is a show um, I knew. Most it's of the time. like
1: Paul something, Paul, Paul Michael Frazier. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And interestingly enough, of course, he's not HIV positive. So people, yeah. i it's funny because people say to me, because I, you know, female transmission is really low risk. It's, it's just, it is because of our anatomy and people, I know people have written in my comments on my videos. Well, he probably has that special, um, gene from European men with like 2%. he no. wow. just, you know, it wasn't high risk because of our anatomy and how men are built. They're you know penis is all skin that's protective so anyway
1: because someone when someone was talking to me they're like we are the receivers men are the givers so that's kind of how it is with our anatomy because we're just having like regular sex um we will absorb all your fluids and that's why our std rates and sti rates are so high Is because we receive all the fluids that you give us. So.
0: Yeah. Like I've always said, I said, we have two holes, men have one and that's, you know, it's typically the receiver that is at high risk. I mean, it just, and it all makes sense when you think about it, but it's amazing how many hetero men are, have HIV anxiety. And I just don't even get it. Cause you just look at the statistics and you can see how low risk it is for them. But you know, I don't know. Oh, it's
1: hard. It's hard out here for a single girl. Trust me, I know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Totally get that. Okay. So you do you get the essence award, so your face is getting out there. So that I guess being involved with Fauci must have kind of sort of brought you into these places and speaking, and you're all of a sudden becoming an advocate, right?
1: Yeah. Well, what happened was I made a video back in the day with um three kids that went to the hospital. And I was just playing April O'Neil, um, and I was interviewing questions about having AIDS or what it was like um, taking their medicine or how it would be like if people were like um, discriminate against you. And my social worker actually got the video and was taping it, and somehow the conference somehow it went from um, caseworkers to doctors and it went to production companies so that's why I think I got doing um all the talk shows that I was on and just having that um instrumental or that that video about how to teach kids who are HIV positive how to live a normal life or what they can conceive a normal life at that time.
0: You must have felt this amazing, um, I don't know. I just think like you must have known like what you were providing to the public by being public about it because you are definitely dealing with your own health at the same time. And yet you're putting your face out there. You're talking about it. You know, it's helping people. You're trying, you must have known there was stigma and you're obviously helping fight it because you're a child with it. So how much like did you comprehend the stigma at the time?
1: I think I was pretty chill from stigma I didn't my mom kind of protected me from that my mom and my brother because he worked with me at the time mm-hmm. and so
0: adoptive brother right
1: yeah adoptive okay. brothers so um we were I was oh sorry someone texted me <laughs> no worries um I'm just um um I was just caught off guard and I think I know I wasn't caught off guard. They protected me from this shield. Like if anyone, cause I would pick my IV at the time, I would change my med on the plane. And if someone got up and left, we didn't know why they left because, you know, I would be like, yeah, I make sure would be positive and I'd be messing with my pump and they would leave. And my mom said, oh, we have extra room like we can lay out now. <laughs> she never hinted that there was ever a problem with me. And she was kind of very combative. She's not combative, but she was apprehensive of her child. She would like protect at all costs. And so I'm grateful for my mom. And she's still
0: here? Your mom's still yeah, here? And alive. Uh, where does she live? Yeah,
1: she, she was like 15 minutes away from me.
0: Oh, nice. Okay. And is there a dad too?
1: Yeah, I have a dad. He, um, he lives like 20 minutes away from me. So there's still a part of my life. Um, you know, I call my dad every now and then when I need some money. Like, nice. Hey, dad. <laughs> And so your
0: your birth mother, do you know what came of her? Have you ever met her? They
1: passed away. Both my biological parents passed away. They did.
0: Okay. And when did you find out about that like right when it happened or
1: um, No, I found out about it later on cuz I met my siblings when I was like 11 or so and yes, my siblings are yeah. So I grew up with them. So I've known like my older sister, she lives with me today. She's my biological sister. Oh, and okay. so I'm very close with all of them.
0: Are they okay, are any of them not HIV positive?
1: Um yeah, the older sets are not HIV positive and then the younger sets, I don't say their names because they're mm-hmm. not as public as me. So mm-hmm. some of them are infected.
0: Okay. Yeah. Like I, what I learned from Brenda, Emily, if you know, Brenda, um, she told, so she has a twin brother and they were both born vaginally. She got it, but he didn't. Um, And she ended up getting um, cerebral palsy because of getting HIV as a newborn infant um so anyways what she told me is that it really happens through the birthing process it's not it's not when you're in utero so to speak i know it can't happen that way i know a woman whose baby got it in utero because the placenta there was a breakage and so there was blood in the womb but for the most part it happens through the birth birth like the birth canal right right okay so some babies get lucky if the mom has hiv but today obviously we know we get tested Um, when we're pregnant, I got tested with all three of my kids, but still some women contract HIV when they're pregnant and don't even know it. And they find out further into their pregnancy, or they don't know, and they could transmit it. So it's still possible to transmit through pregnancy, but in general, people should know that when you're on treatment, it doesn't happen. You won't transmit it. So
1: that's why, um, when I do my speeches, I always say, if you're thinking about getting pregnant or in the process of getting pregnant, make sure you take an HIV test because the HIV test is not something that you're guaranteed. It's, Mm -hmm. um, doctors are very rigid about that. uh, Rather, if you're like, um, some doctors give all babies, um, from what i've heard um give all pregnant women's uh, hiv test right. but from what i was hearing some women don't get hiv tests. really yeah
0: i had them with all three and i don't even recall if there was a question like if they told me they were going to do it or if it was just it was just done i just know that it was done with all three of mine but i okay. can't remember if they'd asked me or not i think it was just like protocol like you're pregnant you have an hiv test but again some women contract hiv unless, the
1: unless they change the um unless they change the features on it i don't
0: know yeah i'd have to ask somebody who's uh, had a baby if they were asked or if it was just done because i think they have to ask i think they do. but um okay so you do you would like children someday
1: with like children, hopefully by the time I'm 40, if not by 40, it's over. It's a wrap.
0: <laughs> Is that how you feel? Yes, yeah. that's how I feel. One moment, please. Yeah, no problem.
1: I've been crying so much. I used to <laughs> cry, you got me
0: crying. It's like it still hits you. Like it's that fresh that you still have those emotions from feeling like you could have died and celebrating each birthday. Like you have obviously lived with this your whole life. It's really nice to see that there's still all of that there. It's not like this hard exterior, like, yeah, I'm fine, whatever. No, this is like, this has affected you your whole damn life, you know? Okay. So I wanted to ask you, well, what was it like meeting Oprah? And by the way, I met Oprah. I was in her audience a long time ago. It was, you know, when Oprah got real, real tiny.
1: Like yeah,
0: yeah. I, remember that. I met her then my girlfriend was getting married in Chicago and she surprised me with tickets to Oprah. And, you know, I'm real tall. My friend is like six feet tall. My It's a girl. And uh, at the very end, we all got to get to a line in the um, studio and walk up and meet her. And so I got to shake her hand, and I just remember saying, "Oh my God, you're so tiny!" It was really she was, she, and she's not that tall either. Um, but she was so gracious and super nice. And I just, it was just a you know a really quick moment. But I get to say that I did meet Oprah for a split second. So oh,
1: I'm happy.
0: How okay? So how was it being? Do you remember being on
1: the show? Um, I remember being on the show, maybe clips from it, but I remember we did the Angelique story it was Angelique's story um so we were talking about camp heartland so we were talking about the um camp that allows kids that are hiv positive come their siblings or whatnot um and so it was me angelique and somebody else i don't remember the third person and the whole i don't know i guess i had been on the show so long Or doing my activism work, I guess Oprah was really familiar with her. So we went on the audience. She asked me my questions. Of course, people cried. And then she took me backstage. Um she she gave me an all-American doll. I remember that. (laughs) Did it
0: match your skin color? Did they have those then?
1: I don't remember. I think it was darker than me.
0: Oh, okay. But they did have
1: so beautiful yeah
0: that's nice that's nice so you do remember, and you were probably like I feel like you were around and nine she tried to nine. give me
1: yeah I was around nine I think uh-huh. she gave me she tried to give me a two dollar bill <laughs> and I was like Oh, I have some of those it's okay I don't need any of that because I was young my mom wasn't in the room with me so I was like I don't need that I I have my own two dollar bills <laughs> you're like I'll just take so the doll. I was I'll just take the doll <laughs> so okay. you're right and okay, so then,
0: uh, what was Mariah Carey like? I've never asked you that. I'm so curious to know how she was. Or did you get to meet her? Were you guys in like the room at the same time?
1: Yeah, I met her. She um, she did her. She, I met her at an awards show because we were right at an awards and I just walked up to her and I was like, I'm Hydea. Do you remember me? And she was like, yeah, because we didn't meet her. I didn't meet her at the Essence Awards because she had to go and they wouldn't let us leave our, um. T- they wouldn't let us leave our seats. And so in Vegas, I asked her manager, I like, um, I Google all the names of the different celebrities. So I find out their managers. So I was <laughs> like, hey, um, my name is Idea Abraban. I never um, met Mariah. I would like to meet her, see her residency. So she gave me like three tickets and me and my s- sister and my mom went and it was cool. Oh, she my was God. nice. She was nice. So, ended- <laughs> so you guys
0: were, I can't remember the video. What was the name of the song? you, you can't
1: take that away from me
0: okay and were you guys in the video at the same time or was it footage that you they filmed you know, a of different-
1: it was her and she was like laying on a bed but she was looking at all these because she had like lance armstrong there and a couple kids um basically if you overcame something she kind of had you in the video
0: oh okay Gotcha. so it's okay. kind of
1: like you can't take that away from me.
0: did they pay you for that
1: no, they didn't pay me. Maybe my mom got something, but I didn't I didn't receive anything. So like, um so you're going to read about it in my book. Oh good. Um there was some financial struggles that we had to entail and um it got to a point where some of the money they had to um dissect to make a trust fund for me because the foundation and all they weren't running my money right i didn't receive any money so it's like i don't know i don't want to call it um there're just money problems that's all i can say
0: so it was money for like speaking you'd be speaking mm-hmm. Is that where the money would okay yeah. but you weren't receiving all
1: of it exactly
0: it sounds like um I don't know. It just reminds me of like the boy bands and how they just got like, you know, boys to men. And like, I watched all these documentaries on the boy bands and how they like they got like nothing. They like, you know, go on tour for like a year, two years. And like, they get a check for $10,000 after two years. They're like, that's it. I
1: I was reading something online. I did. um, I was like, let me see what my network is like. So they said I made up a million dollars. I was like, who has that money? Where is it at? Because it ain't over here.
0: Wow. Oh my God. That's frustrating. Are you still speaking? Do you still do speaking engagements?
1: Um, I'm going to do speaking engagements this year. Hopefully, um, hopefully the world will open back up or we'll yes. have speaking engagements. But I would say that kind of like COVID-19 kind of wiped me out.
0: Totally. Totally. <clears throat> kind of like kept you isolated and stuff. Do you do yeah. anything? On, do you, well, you know, we do interviews like this online. Everybody's doing that. But um, so you've been mainly just doing online interviews.
1: I think I'm going to do a masterclass or something. I don't know. I mm-hmm. got to put that together online. So, yes. And what would be you would be teaching? I don't know. That's why I have to have that's why I have to talk to my manager to see what we yeah. can do.
0: Okay. So what you have a podcast coming up. I know I saw that on your Instagram, but now it's been a little bit delayed, but where, what is, tell me all about that.
1: It's going to be overcoming with idea where we have guests and I interview. um, I really wanted to talk about more about sex, about how to enjoy sex, pleasure sex, Mm -hmm. because a lot of women I'm finding are not they're not dating they're not mm-hmm. going after what they want because there's still this dispel this mouth in their head that they can't acquire love or they can't acquire some things so mm-hmm. i just wanted to talk about like what's life with like hiv but it's not going to be all about hiv because i want to talk about debt free like how do you get out of debt how are ways you can make money um I just wanted it to be an experience to have people grow with me. So it'll be overcoming with nice. idea. So basically we'll have people who have overcome something, have overcame whatever they had to overcome to get where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And I'm when really will,
0: you said it got delayed, but do you know when about it might start?
1: I'm hoping we're going to film something by February 7th, National Black HIV AIDS Awareness Day.
0: Okay, and then so you say film it. So will will it be also video, or is it gonna be? Yeah, it'll
1: be video, and then I'll hook it up to my um YouTube page, and then I gotta talk to my manager about having a podcast system, like how people download it. So
0: yeah, okay. Will you have to do any of the uh, editing, or do you have somebody that'll handle? No, that? I have
1: somebody doing that.
0: Sure. Girl, you're so lucky. I don't even have a manager. This is hard stuff. It's a lot of stuff. So God, that's awesome if you don't have to deal with any of that part of it. So kudos to you. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'll be watching for it for sure. And I'll definitely um obviously put it as one of my favorites once it comes up because I wanna I wanna hear. I love I definitely. definitely like hearing about uh sex talk. That's fun. Definitely. <laughs> and ways to make money. Yeah, for sure. Cause we do a lot of this stuff you know for free obviously i mean so much of it is for free and it's really a lot of it's time consuming but um we do it because we want people to understand what it is today you know it's really important i, mean, our-
1: I know yeah. it's like we want people to learn and we want to give them the knowledge but like it's like the way that the industry works it's almost like they don't want to pay you anything I know. so you have to um like i don't know i don't Oh, just, believe me. <laughs> it's too much politics.
0: I've been really frustrated at times for how much I've been asked to participate in or do, and there's no money. It's like really, <laughs> like what the hell? Like we're we are the our-
1: people battling the disease. We are the ones that going through this, yeah. this, this hellhole. Like you can't even make sure our light is paid. You can't even give us like gas money. Yeah. So it, it makes me hard to the industry. Um, yeah. and that's why, like on uh, my Instagram page, I'm just like freely being myself, not focus on so much of the work because I did it for 37 years. So mm-hmm. let me live my life. And it's just like the point that there's like no money to make. It's crazy to me.
0: It is. I kind of learned that early on. It was like, yeah, there's nothing in this. I mean, some things are given for free. I was able to get into conferences for free because I was there as a, um, social media scholar. I was there basically interviewing people. So I got scholarships, but, um, no money, you know, but I was working, yeah. I was literally working every day, but there's no money. So you get a free airplane ticket, hotel entrance in, but once you're there, you're working, you know, it's not like you get, you know, free food and stuff, but there's no, there's no paycheck. Yeah. It's, I know. It's a lot of it's a lot of work for sure. And I would sometimes be scratching my head going, damn, like I'm losing a whole week of work right now, my actual work, you know, as as a teacher, but it's an opportunity. So I should take it. I mean, it is good. It's good to like, you know, meet people who are advocating and, you know, obviously it's good to network with the whole community and all that, but yeah, it was, I definitely feel you there. Cause I, you know, yeah, like mostly everything I do is for free. and I I mean, I make a little bit of money on YouTube and a little bit on um, now TikTok and a little bit on Instagram, but it's nothing that like, I can pay my Freaking rent with you know it's like right. it's, it's like extra money like my kids we you know food or whatever but it's nothing crazy like I want to see the thousands like where's that money you know not a, hundred, a little hundred here yeah. you know so it is what it is is. We're oh yeah you said you were starting a new job tomorrow what is that
1: oh yeah I'm working I'm working at a front desk at a hotel it's nothing major it's just like um I just had to reorganize and work with some of the because I didn't know about the nonprofits that had started in the world, um, the HIV world. Uh-huh. So I was like, um, so there's not a lot of jobs because I only know of three. And so once I went, like yesterday we did something for you equals you and i met an executive producer so he's like hey we want you to come speak we want you to come do this so i think i just have to get out more and like Mm -hmm. show my face some more um because you have to network to get work Totally. but but basically my job is just front desk
0: it's just some extra cash for the time being yeah yeah nothing too serious oh i know what i wanted to ask you do you feel that there is um a difference? Well, you wouldn't know because you didn't get it from sex, but do you feel like there's sort of a difference between those who are born with it and those who get it through sex? As oh, far as...
1: yeah. I get okay. that all the time. <laughs> um, most men like, okay, you got you got it through your mom. You didn't get it through having sex. I'm like, no. Well, there is a, a myth about being converted to being through um, getting through your mom or getting through sex. And I just know that I just get that like, Oh yeah, you got it from your mom. It's not a big deal, but it's like, it's just, I don't know. It's just a virus. And I don't, I don't know. Like,
0: yeah. You, do you feel like that you're, you're sort of have like a little bit, like you're more forgiven maybe <laughs> like there's more like empathy. Cause they're like, Oh damn, oh, like yeah. you couldn't even help this. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's like empathy because I was born infected, and, and like they're like, Oh, you didn't do nothing. Um, it's a virus that God gave you. But um, you can dispel it by talking about the goodness, and you can help people, and you're trying to help people. That's what you're doing. But when if you got it from sex, it's like, Oh my God, you did something wrong. You're a horrible person. And yeah. it's like, no, they just had sex.
0: Right, yeah. And obviously, you know, lots of people in the HIV community that got it from sex. So you're, you know, like yeah. that whole side of it. Um, I was, it's kind of amazing. I think that- there was
1: some shame. I would say that at a point in time, there was like, I was a person who contracted from getting through my mom. So I would say that there was some dispel myths or like, oh, we're not going to talk about the HIV-infected. The girl that was born um, HIV-infected, we're going to focus on people who contracted it from the virus. So I would say that wave hit my length. Um, mm-hmm. They wanted to focus on people who got it more from sex than people who were born with the virus. So I would say that affected my career, but that was, like, years ago.
0: Oh, gotcha. Okay. Because they wanted to get the kind of... Well, they're both very interesting stories, regardless of how you get it. I mean, my gosh, you you were born into this world with something that you couldn't help. So it's it's interesting also, but um, I was going to ask you about, oh yeah, what do you take? What is your medication?
1: Now you're asking me technical questions. Um, <laughs> okay, I take Tivicay and Symptuza.
0: The two pills. Yeah. And then, it, so it's just two drugs basically. You don't do the three mm-hmm. drug regimen. So, and yeah. you're you've been undetectable. I'm assuming. Yes. For a long time. Do you ever I've miss a day? Good. I've been
1: doing Of course. Um. Yeah, I miss a day. You but I um, are
0: I'm you. On it. I, I'm huh? on a two. I'm on a two dose regimen. Also, I just got my results this morning. I'm still undetectable. So they're obviously the two does the two drugs works just as well as the three. Um. Are you considering Cabenuva the injection?
1: Um, once a month. It's once a freaking month. Yeah. See, see, I say it's bad for me because my mind I'll probably miss that month. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm going to take that pill.
0: It's yeah. It's a, it's kind of a the, yeah, it's a pain in the butt. Oh, I don't know. Of course, obviously pain, it's just shot in the ass, but yeah, because you do have to go to the clinic and have it done by an ma or the doctor or whatever so it's like a time out of your schedule go yeah i don't want to deal with that i know in the uk they're doing it every other month because the medication actually is good like it holds up through two months i talked to my doctor about this the other day and she said so it's for them it's more cost effective because they're not doing it every month so she goes they are i guess maybe more people are in care there so they feel like they can because you really you have to you have to be, you have to go. If you don't, then you're going to be possibly detectable again. So I know that the rates of being undetectable in the UK are quite high, meaning most people are, who have HIV are in care and they're doing it as they should. They're taking their tre- their treatment. So maybe that's why they're finding that it's kind of like safer in the UK to go every two months, but in the US, maybe we're just not as adherent. And so they want it to be. Of course
1: every- we're not. Yeah.
0: And the UK. US- campaign I mean I found out you know the 400,000 that are not so in the U.S. 1.2 million are infected with HIV and 400,000 of those um, you know some obviously don't know they have it but 400,000 of those uh, are not, un- are not undetectable for so many reasons, you know, so many, um, tons of reasons, stigma mainly, but yeah. So that's like a new thing we're talking about. It's J to 400 K. That's what it is. It's meaning journey to 400 K meaning we yeah, need to know, like,
1: last like, to know that. The, yeah. yeah to know that. It's kind of a
0: new thing they're talking about. And they said, you know, they're, they want to focus on those people because we want to get everybody, in care and on treatment and get everybody who's HIV positive to an un- undetectable level because that's the best for our health. We won't spread it. Um, yeah, so there's it's good to focus on those. Do you
1: think we'll ever have that in the US?
0: I don't know if our levels will will, will ever like match what's happening in the UK because they're like a, they're like in a 90% somewhere where they're like 90% of the people that are um, HIV positive are actually undetectable and we're not there. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's just so it's coming from so many different angles. It's hard to round it all up, like to round everybody up. I mean, there's just people are people, people are having sex all the time. It continues to get spread all the time. I think it's just a really hard thing to harness, but you know, bringing awareness to it obviously is uh, the first step. So I'm glad that that's happening. Um, yeah. I've got it. Yeah. I've got a shirt. I'll show you hold on. Oh, yay. Prevention is prevention. U equals U journey to 400,000, meaning they want, you know, to get the, that number to go down because it shouldn't, it shouldn't be there. But, you know, so many reasons that I learned at one of the conferences, this term, the social determinants of health. And I, you know, had never heard that before, but there's so many reasons why people don't take medication. Just as something as simple as like, they don't want anyone in their family to know. So they wouldn't want the medication even in the house. So they won't take it you know, or even comes down to just even, you know, transportation to get to a doctor. There's like so many like things that you wouldn't even think of like, it. you know, that you'd be like, well, of course, wouldn't everybody be taking the medication? You know, but they don't, not everybody does. So it's it's very sad or they don't take it consistently or or they have mental health problems or they're homeless. I mean, there's so many reasons why people might not be in care the way you and I are. So yeah, I'm glad that they're doing that. I'm glad they're bringing awareness to it. So, um, well, I will wrap this up. Is there anything you want to add that I didn't ask you or
1: no? You to- I just want to I just want to tell people um you get equals you as you were talking about um undetectable means untransmissible. So get tested, know your status. Um yeah. that's the biggest compel and have a conversation. Have a conversation with your kids, have a conversation with your friends, have a conversation. You know, so many times we're with our girls and you know, she's cheated on and we say, oh, he's no good. He's a dog. But you have to follow up with that. Well, are you going to get an HIV test? Because your life is like in seriously danger. And we don't think about those things. We think about the emotions, but we have to think about the logic about our bodies. So get tested, know your status. And um, that's all I have to say.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Hydia. I appreciate you doing this so very much. And you just again you're just glowing thank you for having me oh you're so welcome well you have a wonderful day okay okay bye girl wow bye if you'd like to be notified for any of my upcoming podcasts be sure to subscribe if you'd like to help this girl out then please rate review and share my show thanks guys